How's it going? Hi, hello. Um, hello, <laughs> welcome to. Um, honey, this podcast is honey, big enough. Well, well. <laughs> it's been a while since we recorded. It's been a bit. An episode, yeah. so we forgot how to do it. It's been like two months. It's More been than two like months. a long time. Yeah, yeah. it's been a yeah. long time. Um, welcome to Honey, this podcast isn't big enough for the two of us. Mm-hmm. My name is Marin. My name is EJ. And you're tuning in to another episode, finally. Yeah. We've finally done it. We've finally done We've it. Finally done Sorry it. for the long, yeah, we uh, got extended silence. We got distracted from our podcast about My Chemical Romance by My Chemical Romance. Yeah, why'd they do that? Huh? Why'd they do that? They're distracting me from my job. They're distracting me from my job as a professional podcaster, yeah. um, and that's okay. Yeah, you know, I we allowed them to do that. We did allow them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What have what has um, your life been like in the past two months, EJ? Jesus Christ, um, yeah. I've done so many things <laughs> aside from following this band around. Um, I moved and Correct. I think recently the last podcast was right after I crashed my car. So, Hey, my car's oh, fixed. Yeah. Um, my wow. car's fixed. I'm back. Um, and I moved to Maine. Hooray. So yeah, now that's where I am and we're in the same room, which hi. So we're in the same room. Yeah. Crazy. I know. We'll see how the sound is. This is our experimental test sound. We're trying it out. This is not like a full episode. This no, is it's just not. This a, is chill check-in. We're back. Yeah. Check-in. Reminder, we're alive episode. Yeah. That's where we're at. How's your life going? What have you been up to? It's good. Two months? I also followed my chemical romance. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I would say that I did. Um, should we talk about that? Yeah. So this episode, we're kind of going to recap that um, and all the things that were exciting and important about that. Mm-hmm. And we will obviously talk more about it as we go um, and loop that into the other things that we want to analyze. But this is just us talking about what uh, what went down, uh, all this cool shit we did. Yeah. 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 This is just our like, here we are and cool. we're doing we're doing this again yeah. um, episode, but we have... Some other stuff in the works. We're going to do a more thorough um, tour episode um, where we're going to use some affect theory. So if you're into affect, I guess... Get ready. Get ready for that. We're into it. It's pretty good. Um, And also a little woo-woo, but... That's how that shit is. We're gonna lean into the world. We're gonna lean I into that. It. Yeah. It'll be fun. We have like a Joan. We have a Joan of Arc Joan episode. episode yeah. Planned. Um. But we got stuff in the works. So Just you wait. We're here. Yeah. We're here. We're buckling down. You'll get more content from us soon. So I forget how many. We'll have to like listen back to the podcast of how many shows we were planning on going to originally. I think it was seven. I think it was seven, and we only added we added one. So we added we ended one. Up going to eight shows. Yeah. The first show that we went to was Albany. That was crazy. So I guess another thing, we queued for six of those eight shows. Yeah. So we were... Yeah, for at least like 12 hours for yeah. most of them. Yeah. yeah. At least. Yeah. And we didn't know what that was like for the first show. So I think we had nothing to sit on. Oh my god. I forgot how bad the Albany queue was. The Albany queue? We literally... <gasps> Terrifying. Okay, imagine two guys show up. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Just like a bag of snacks. Yeah. It was a pretty well-stocked bag it was of a, snacks. It was a well-stocked bag of yeah. snacks. We had a lot of snacks. We had... But we only brought things that we could like throw away at a moment's notice. Yeah. So we had nothing to sit on. We had no activities. No. Just our phones. <laughs> so we played 20 questions for like for maybe... 10 hours. For like 10 hours. Yeah. For 10 hours. Yeah. Shout out to the people around us who are extremely sweet and yeah. lovely folks. And like played 20 questions And played 20 with questions with yeah, us. That was, that was really great. That was great. Um, yeah, but I mean, what a, what a nightmare also. Increasingly unhinged. We began reading one another's minds with 20 questions. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one that I got in three. That was- yeah, you were just like, is it... My chemical romance. And I said yes, and you were like, "Is it Mikey Mason Haler?" And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, like weird shit." Yeah. Albany was also. I mean, I think people know this from Twitter and stuff. Mm-hmm. Albany was a fucking shit show. Like it was. getting into the venue, yeah, was a goddamn shit show. And it was doubly terrifying because we did not know what to expect. Like, yeah, so we were so fucking nervous the yeah. whole time. The entire time felt like I was gonna like the gonna like, throw up. Yeah, as soon as they let us in and yeah. made us line up by the security. Yeah, that was detectors. Oh, God. That never happened a second time like i think numerically where we were in line we should not have ended up at the barricade yeah because it was such a shit show yeah we did we did it um, was amazing yeah i mean the first show we ended first up there to be there that so that was my first time ever seeing mcr live the people around us had really bad crowd etiquette yeah. just like two shitty teens who were like i'm getting to barricade at all costs these kids who were like talking in unhinged hyperbole the entire time waiting in line 
But then they followed through, and that was terrifying. Unhinged hyperbole is fine. <laughs> Big fan of that. <laughs> yeah. But they meant it, and that was not fine. <laughs> In spite of the teens, mm-hmm. something you should know about us is we are Ray Toro fans first and people second. So we were Ray Toro side barricade every time we were barricade. It, yeah, um, it was, yeah. it, and that was the way to go. It was. Because people, like, flocked to the Frank side. It's so weird Which is really weird. And I did, I mean, we ended up on Ray's side because that was where there was space at the barricade. Yeah. Had such an amazing experience yeah. there that every time after that, we were like... Yeah, it's Toro. Time. It was like it is Toro, it's Toro time. time. Like, um, and we were so correct to do that. I think we were too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. um, love, love to Frank Iero. However, Ray Toro, watching him perform, he is just like such an incredible performer. Yeah, like yeah. The way that he can, like, still, like, engage with the crowd and, like, perform so much when he's playing such difficult guitar parts is, like, really ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Mind yeah. blowing. Oh, mm-hmm. massive. While we're doing this and finding out what the cellist is, massive, huge shout out to the My Chemical Romance archive. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, was this the first time they played This Is How I Disappear? I think so. I think it was the first time that they played Disappear. Amazing. Yeah, that was like getting hit in the fucking yeah. head. Disappear was always like a song on Black Parade that I was like, I like Disappear. I don't love Disappear. Mm-hmm. Hearing Disappear live, the bridge hits so hard live. You're like, I am literally being barreled Leaving over. Barreled over. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was like the only time we saw Destroya, I think, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And this was uh, Vampires, Vampires in the Encore. That was the first time they played it the whole tour, was the night before this. Yes. And we saw them do it again. God. Vampires is um, maybe my favorite song live. Yeah. Um, like, it is not my favorite My Chemical Romance song, but seeing va- like Vampires live, there's a tension in the crowd and in the room, and like the way that the band and the crowd play off each other during Vampires is so unique. And like, I feel like people just get fucking hype for vampires people get fucking hype for vampires yeah it's like it's a six minute song it feels like both like five seconds long and an eternity yeah like there's a whole show within that song so that was amazing um and then i think the the real highlight from the albany show was uh so we were right in front of ray toro's uh, the little box that he steps out yeah there's a couple of boxes Mm -hmm. during the end of famous last words Ray Toro stepped out on that box, knelt down, and sang the last chorus, looking each of us in the eye, yeah. like going through every single person, yeah, and looking at them. Right, there was like a and string of like five or so, five or six people on the barricade that yeah. clearly, like, we had just been bouncing off each other all mm-hmm. night. Yeah, Ray knelt in front of us, and the five of us would like, like, went from person to person and looked each of us in the eye and like shouted the words with us. It was, it was fucking insane, dizzying. Yeah, I like, was like, well, it, that's the best performance of my life, maybe. Yeah, like, yeah, and that was show one, and that was show that was one. Show one. Um, so that was, like, amazing to actually be like, okay, they see us, they're looking at they're us. They're looking at us. They know that we're here. We're, and like, that, interacting like, with each other. Yeah. Right. Um, um, the next show that we went to was Montreal. So we drove up there for a lovely weekend. Mm-hmm. Once again, queued. Yeah. And they did. They don't go as hard for queues in Canada. Which, which I'm not surprised yeah. about. I feel like that's, like, kind of similar to, like, the UK, yeah. at least, too. Like, yeah. I feel like there's not as much of a queuing culture. Mm-hmm. But that really worked in our favor. Yeah, we got there at 6.30 a.m. And we're like 17 and 18. And everyone in that line was so nice. Everyone was so awesome. The camaraderie was yeah. great. Like, yeah. I think that if you are ever going to attend an MCR show and you plan to queue, yeah. Yeah. make friends. Like, make this friends! Is, it's not just to, like have a good time and make friends it like helps you at the show like yes. you know the people who are standing around yes. you you are looking out for those people yeah. you all care about each other like it makes for a better show experience right when you do meet those people and you're looking out for those people the shows that i was at where like the queue was the friendliest and the queue was like really supportive mm-hmm. were the best shows the best because shows. we would like make sure that everybody got in mm-hmm. like yeah. you know if someone got fucked or whatever they'd get you pulled could just up. pull them up to the barricade if yeah. they were next to you in line right, right? exactly yeah that's that's why you should do that because it helps everyone it does it helps everybody out and it just makes for a better crowd experience like it really really does yeah when it's not super competitive because regardless like i mean that is one thing like regardless of how friendly the queue is 30 minutes before you get into doors everyone gets so so nervous and chaotic that like shit just gets super heightened even in the like the chillest lines that we were in like that moment like when you're about to be let in it's just like maybe i'll fight every single person in this line which is like ridiculous and like when you're in a crowd where that isn't the case Mm -hmm. like it makes it 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 can it instead becomes like okay we are all in this heightened weird state together 
and we're gonna make sure that like the people we've been around all day are gonna get to the front. Yeah. That was the show where we were barricade. Yeah. Center barricade. Center barricade. And yeah. you realized that you needed to pee. Yeah. And we turned to the people around us and said, hey, they need to pee. And you walked out, you I peed and walked, got your spot. I walked off of the barricade and the people behind us were like, yeah, that's totally chill. We'll make sure that you stay in your spot. I literally have not, like someone left the barricade, went and got poutine and came back and ate the poutine at the, at barricade. the barricade. Like literally, <laughs> it was like, I cannot say enough about that crowd. Yeah, like, that was a great crowd. Absolutely. So the Montreal crowd was awesome. The queue was so great. I loved everybody who I met in the Montreal queue. Um, So that was that show. And then the show itself. Yeah. um, That was the bloody eyes. Yeah. Gerard and all black bloody eyes. I only have eyes for you. (gasps) I only have eyes for you. That one's Mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. Okay. That was a pretty good good one. I remember up until our last two shows, this was our favorite set list. Yes, Montreal was um, Montreal was really was really good. awesome. Yeah, I mean they Eagles. played well. They played Hang 'em High, which yeah. like we hadn't seen Hang. We were like we got really, to see it. We were yeah. like we got to see Hang 'em High, yeah. and they played Hang 'em High that night, and so I, we were stoked about Hang 'em High. Yeah, yeah. That was a pretty um, revenge heavy night. It they was. played like Cemetery Drive and Venom, mm-hmm. and yeah, mm-hmm. that yeah. was a great set list. That was the first time oh, I'd they heard. ended with Death Wish and Helena. That's crazy that they did that. That's a that. crazy encore. That's a crazy encore. De- I lifted out of my body for Death Wish. Death That's Wish Live. So insane. I yeah. know. Shout out to our friend Annalise who uh, tattoos are my chemical romance tattoos and also loves Death Wish and I think brought it into the world by mm-hmm. going to the Connecticut, Connecticut show. show. And then after that, we were the second show, I think, that I got, got Death, Death Wish. Wish. Yeah. yeah. So I think it was her yeah. who brought that into the world for us. So Thank you, Annalise. Thank you, Annalise. Thank you, Annalise. Gerard was like was really, having fun. Was having a ton yeah, of fucking like fun. Clearly, like clearly yeah. having a ton of fun. A lot of energy. Like was like grinning the whole time. Yeah. 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 And the set list was a fucking banger. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Two days later, <laughs> I promptly got COVID. Yeah. Um, Aaron got the quickest case of COVID in human history, actually. Like <laughs> yes. it was so bad. Very grateful for that. I was like, if I'm going to get COVID, I'm going to get it on this tour, mm-hmm. unfortunately, because I hadn't gotten it until now. So I did get it from My Chemical Romance. But you timed I, it right. You know what? I did. I timed it right. I know we had a week stretch between shows and it like fit perfectly into yeah. that week. And I was negative by Boston. So yeah. And that was the start of our road trip. Mm-hmm. Like we were gone for two weeks. Yeah. For two full weeks. For two yeah. full weeks we were gone. Yeah. Um, on the road. But the first place that we went was Boston. Um, we did not queue for that show. We did not. We were like, this will be super chill. We're just going to be so chill yeah. and like not do anything we'll just like kind of stand in the back bob mm-hmm. around and then we didn't do that we literally got in the pit we got in the pit yeah <laughs> we literally got in the pit we like showed up when doors opened yeah walked right in had had two cocktails <laughs> yeah i know we had like two <laughs> drinks we bought some merch mm-hmm. we had like two drinks we were chill and we were, like, so chill. Th- we were like fourth we were like fourth row and then it shifted <laughs> it shifted we ended up third row it was yeah we were so close. We were so we close. Yeah, yeah, we were like third, literally third row. Didn't queue at all. I got yelled at for moshing. Oh yeah, I forgot hey, about that. Yeah, that's like so. It fucking was really weird. weird. This guy was like, "Yeah, you've thrown elbows at me. Like, like, can you just like be more respectful?" I'm like, "You're in a pit." Hello, welcome to the pit. Hi, welcome to the pit. It says pit on your <laughs> ticket. Like, <laughs> you can move, but that... Go sit in the back if yeah. you don't want to get elbowed a little. You're in the pit. You're in the pit. Like, it's not like you're, like, throwing mm-hmm. elbows. Anyway, whatever. That's so funny. But yeah, it was it was, it was was more of a rowdy pit, actually, mm-hmm. which was fun. Oh, we got um, cancer for the first time. Yeah, we got cancer for the first time in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the first time we heard Scarecrow also. No, Scarecrow was in Montreal, oh. too. Sorry. But Scarecrow Live is really good. Scarecrow Live like, is amazing. Honestly, like not one it's it's not in my top ten, yeah. you know, but hearing it live. Insane. Yeah. And that was is that the first night we saw prison? I think I it think so. They hadn't really been playing prison mm-hmm. very much. Yeah, they did not play very much. Yeah. Every show that we were at, pretty much they played this, but Boy Division? Oh. Boy Division. Boy Division Live crazy. Yeah. Also, just the fact that it starts right in. The crowd always catches up like a second after the song starts, which, mm. and, it, and then it's like, everyone's off go, their go, feet. Go, go, everyone's go. off their mm-hmm. fucking feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We continued on to Brooklyn. We almost ended our friendship in that car. <laughs> trying to we park in Brooklyn. Just, just, it had been, been a long day and we were driving into Brooklyn and there was some traffic and also it was nighttime it and was you hate nighttime. to drive at night. I can't see at night. And oh, and we had had a long day because the car got towed in Boston. Oh. <laughs> I was like, my why God. did they have a long day? 
my chemical tomance. Yeah, my chemical tomance. Yeah, we came out to my car and it was gone. And then, foreshadowing, we had brunch outside of the last venue that my chemical romance had played Demolition Lovers at. Oh, fuck. Um, in 2004. Like, cosmically, we participated. Just something in. you might have cosmically participated in. I think. Yeah. If you think it was us, it was probably us. It might you have know? been us. Also, like, like, go check out that brunch place. It was very it was excellent. Really yeah. good. Yeah. 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 So we queued all day for that. Mm hmm. Um, that was a good one. That too. was a fun, that was that Mikey was Way's a... birthday show. Yes, it, it was, was September 10th. Yeah, that we were not really at the great. September 11th show. That's we're not fine. We don't feel any feelings about no, it. No, we don't feel any feelings. <laughs> um, just like a really fun vibe in line. Yeah. Everyone was passing out party, party hats because and... we were queuing across the street from Party City. Yeah, so everybody just went over to Party City, got a bunch of party hats, and yeah, them out, yeah. So there was, was like really nice. party hats. There was buttons that people mm-hmm. were or pins that people were handing around at some point. Yeah. They had made like handmade a bunch of them and yeah. stickers. Like just a lot of like art in that line which was mm-hmm. really cool yeah. like mcr fans are so creative yeah. and like getting to just like get people's art like for free in so line yeah it's like so amazing yeah it was such a cool anthony green oh. yes we haven't talked about the openers at all i know well but this was the first no boston, boston was the first was the first thursday, thursday show. show we saw so many thursday shows so 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 super talented so thank mm-hmm. you jeff rickley for your services thank you, jeff rickley we are forever grateful we're forever grateful and we're excited to support you so anthony yeah. green has also been touring with them mm-hmm. and doing guest vocals mm-hmm. for thursday yeah. um and skateboarded by the line and then wiped out saw him just absolutely eat shit on the <laughs> yeah. skateboard, and that yeah. really cemented my like yeah. I have this like Anthony Green radar now. I can tell when he's nearby. Um, yeah, so that was a that was a great chill queuing experience. We chill, met yeah. some cool friends in that line who mm-hmm. we proceeded to see at other shows and yeah. stuff. So that was a lot of fun. That was really really cool. That what happened? Let's look at that set list. That set list was again super Danger Days heavy. This mm-hmm. was the really Danger Days heavy one, I think. Yeah. For me, I'm not. I love Danger Days as an album, but it's my least favorite album to hear live usually. Mm. Oh, yeah. No, this was really conventional weapons heavy. Oh, yeah. Okay. They played Burn Bright. Oh, yeah. That was, was fun. Good. That was Burn fun. Burn Bright. I really wanted them. I wanted to hear Burn Bright because I wanted to hear Gerard saying, kiss all the boys in your city lights at least did. one time, and then we did. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was great yeah. to hear. Uh, for World me, is, World is Ugly Oh is yeah, also a really, really good line. I love World is Ugly because mm-hmm. it's a nice little break, and also it's a banger of a song. Yeah. Yeah, both. It's nice to have those songs where you're like, I enjoy these. I know the words. Yeah. I'm gonna sing along. We haven't talked I about House you. of Wolves live. Um, <laughs> House of Wolves live. Also Gerard, funny. I'm sure everybody who's listening to this podcast has watched many videos of things, but mm-hmm. Gerard likes to start howling a bit before the song starts, so yeah. you know what's coming. You know, you know what's coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then there was a horror movie double fe- double feature. Yes. As a, yeah. as a man, all of the vampires encores that we saw. Yeah. Shit. That oh yeah, and that was the first time we yeah. saw Vampire Money. Yeah. yeah. I'm also. We haven't talked about Mama at all. The bridge. Yeah. We've had multiple instances where mm-hmm. Gerard has. I think in Montreal specifically. Oh. Where um, Gerard has seen us just going absolutely batshit yeah. crazy during mm-hmm. Mama and will kind of come over and like, and like be on the side of the, the stage with the Ray. Stage. Yeah. Um, like during that part. Like we've made some mm-hmm. some intense eye contact with Gerard. Specifically during Mama, I yeah. feel, which is during funny. Mama, and then I also have a memory of I think this was in Montreal as well. During best day ever, yeah. Weirdly, and we were at the barricade, yeah. losing our minds. Yeah, and no, Gerard we were came we were over bopping right with each other. Yeah, we were bopping with yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, and this was the Mikey birthday show, um, which was oh, so yeah. sweet. Yeah, and this was the Mikey birthday show. So everyone yeah. at the barricade had a party hat when mm-hmm. they came out, which was so cute. And Mikey was having a lot of fun. And Mikey was having a ton of fun. Mikey Way. Mikey Way. Yeah. Mikey Way on this tour is so fucking fun to He's watch. Like so as a. That's amazing. Especially because, like, as a guy who used to just, like, kind of stand in one place and, mm-hmm. like... In the back. Just, and just stand in the back, just play his fucking parts. Mm-hmm. Like, that guy runs all over the he stage. Goes, yeah. Everywhere. They all... Yeah, I mean, when you're on Barricade, they love to make eye contact with you and, like, mm-hmm. it play off of you and stuff. Yeah. And, like, Mikey was often, like, one of the most fun to do that with. Yeah. Like, seriously. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's a ton, a ton of fun to watch and, like, play off of. Like, to watch him come over to your side of the stage. Yeah. And everyone is screaming for him particularly. Yeah. And to watch him, like, smile a little it's bit. It's so awesome. <laughs> it's so awesome. No, I know. Lots of love to Mikey Way. Lots of love to Mikey Way. Yeah. The, Brook- the Brooklyn Night 1, and then we were mm-hmm. like, maybe we should stay for Brooklyn Night 2, and then we didn't. And we I didn't. do regret that Do decision. regret that. We drove to, so we went up north, and we were driving 
going to Minneapolis for mm-hmm. the next show. Um, I remember we were in a hotel room in northern Indiana when <laughs> we were watching the set list come out. Yeah. And you, like, took a shower during the last two songs. I couldn't think about it. I was so nervous. And you came back out and I had to break the news to you. <laughs> That they had played Desert Song and we were not there. <laughs> and I did cry. Yeah. I did cry at a hotel room in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Then we went to Minneapolis. We went to Minneapolis. Where our efforts were rewarded. They were rewarded. Yes. Okay, also, what a crazy queuing experience. Whoa, that was, that was the craziest queuing experience. Yeah, so the yeah. first like 50 people who lined up, um, the first 50 people who lined up got let into the venue. Yeah. So through we the went metal detectors like through the metal detectors like the morning. yeah so we were sitting inside all day like sitting inside yeah. in the lobby of this all day yeah just so clearly like knew exactly what they were doing we're so on top of it they mm-hmm. were talking about how they had had 21 pilots fans who had queued for nine days but I mean they were like you guys are such a great queue they were like you guys are so awesome and so chill like we had 21 pilots fans here for like over a week um, and then and we also got to hear sound check. Yeah. And that was when we knew we were in for a doozy. Yeah. Because they sound checked Desert Song twice in a row. Twice in a row. And we were like, just sitting there. And you know, like we had heard before that people had, that they had like sound checked, like, I never told you and then Uh not played it and they hadn't played it yet. And like other songs too, like um, Headfirst for Halos or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like they had been sound checking stuff that they hadn't been playing. Yeah. And so we were like, okay, like this doesn't mean anything, like when they, just because they're sound checking it once, like they played it, yes, like the other night, like Mm -hmm. it could just be that. And then they sound checked it again. Yeah. There is a video that I took um, for my sister of us just like literally lying on the floor listening to the Desert Song sound check in the background. And spoiler alert. They did they play did it. did play it. They played it. Yeah. yeah. I actually, this was maybe my, one of my favorites. Like, this I was one had, of my favorites. Yeah. I had such an emotional show at this show. Uh-huh. Like this was, okay. So was this the first one? Yeah. That means that, so the one before, I guess, was the one, I cried during Black Parade in Brooklyn, Yeah, I think. That was the one that got me. Yeah. Was, like, standing there and listening to everybody singing the same thing. That was the first one that really, like, shook me loose. I hadn't cried until then. But I know this was your crying show. Yeah, it was. (laughs) It was. Yeah, so they played Lady of Sorrows at the show, which I don't think we had seen yet. Oh, yeah, they played Lady of Sorrows and Best Day Ever back-to-back, which was crazy. Um, And then I did did cry during Black Parade. There's something just truly transcendent about having Black Parade start, and they always, like, cut out all, like, I mean, it's a very bare instrumental beginning anyway, but they cut out all instrumentals, and it's just the entire stadium. Gerard stops singing. Gerard stops singing. It's just the stadium. Yeah. And, like, you look around, especially if you're, like, mm-hmm. at Barricade, and we were at Barricade yeah. for this show. You turn You turn around, around. You do, like, a 360. You realize... It's thousands of people who are, like, all singing this at the same time as you. And so I just, like, had a breakdown. Because it's so fucking beautiful. It's so beautiful. Like, one of my favorite parts of these shows was being able to, like, watch the rest of the crowd and, like, feel with rest the rest of the crowd. Mm-hmm. And, like, especially for songs like, like Black Parade or songs like Famous Last Words. Mm-hmm. Like... Songs that have, like, such an, like, evocative outpouring of emotion. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Yeah. Fucking that crazy. Everyone knows that part. Yeah. That it's, and just everything else drops out. And yeah. And it's just all of you. Yeah. Everyone. Same with the famous last words, Bridge, where they'll cut out all the, all the, I mean, there's just some, like, some, like, Jared will mm-hmm. stop singing. So it's just the crowd doing the, I see you lying next to yeah. me part. Yeah. Um, which is beautiful every single fucking night, so. Um, that, that show, Gerard was wearing. The Hawaiian shirt with the bullet hole. Yes. Oh. And the, what did the drums say? Hold wow, on. remember when the drums said choke me? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's insane. What the hell? Okay, we might not need to know. We anyway, it doesn't matter. We haven't really been know. doing the drum anyway. So they played Desert Song for the second night. Another one where I left my body. To hear that at Barricade, Jesus fucking Christ. Desert Song was a song that I was like, I, like, you know, people would ask me, like, so what songs do you want to see? And I would be like, well, you know, ideally it would be, like, Desert Song, like, Demolition Lovers, like, songs like that. Like, songs that I never, that I'd be like, I'd love to hear these songs, but they're they're never going to play them. They're never going to play them. And then they did. It's transcendent every time. 
It's transcendent. It's fucking transcendent. That guitar part and the, the Man, front lights to the pavement. The That the, shit kicked in and I just started crying. I cried the whole song. Yeah. I cried the whole song. Yeah. Just like knowing like the lore of Desert Song and that like Desert Song was like a song that was like recorded mm-hmm. supposedly when Gerard was like blackout drunk mm-hmm. and like. And could never perform it. And could never other way. perform it yeah. any other way. Like knowing that and like seeing the way that they perform it now and like how much emotion that there is in it like Gerard almost cries every single night playing that playing playing that song and it was the same for this show it's just a very emotional song it is so after this show I was like I'm good I could stop yeah now I was like I could stop and I think thank god thank god we didn't (laughs) but I was like I was like that's it like that's the that's the experience I wanted out of this tour Mm -hmm. like that's it yeah thinking about like how Gerard performing that song with that history behind it in this new context where this is a, a band that's not constrained by all of the horrible things that have constrained them before. Yeah. That's yeah. it's really moving to just have that hit you at the And like especially I mean they started the encore and they played Helena first mm-hmm. and we were like we were like okay. What's left? What's left? What's left? Because it was like yeah. there was nothing mm-hmm. left. We were like okay, so it's going to be something weird. Weird. That is a song that I would actually kill someone to be able to see again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that was same Paul. Oh, and then we Saint went Paul. To... and then we were god so more more following a tour advice mm-hmm. um sleep hey go to bed go to bed <laughs> um so we drove home after the minneapolis show it was probably 2 a.m by the time we got to sleep uh we woke up at five <laughs> to drive to chicago yeah no no hey don't do that don't do it hey don't do that because we were so sleepy on that car ride yeah but hey we did see ls dunes <laughs> yeah we saw ls dunes for show at riot fest yeah. however riot fest as a whole hey uh we have some critiques we have some critiques i learned something about myself which is that <laughs> i don't like festivals yeah festivals suck there it's you're standing in line yeah there's no shade the water is expensive. Or you can stand in line for water in the sun. Yeah. Bad. Everything costs a million dollars. So you have to bring at least $10 million with you <laughs> if you're going to buy yeah. anything. Um, I think we went into it. We talked about this. We went into it with the mindset that we were going to win the festival, which was not yeah. the right thing. Well, because we had been queuing so much. And like yeah. so much of the queuing mindset is like, I am doing this to like as close as possible right. and I'm gonna like get a lot out of this and this is like the experience that I'm gonna have whatever I'm doing this to curate my experience yeah and like we were trying to like kind of do that in the same or like find ways to do that in the same way at the festival and then once once we like just like chilled the fuck out and like sat down and, and ate some, some ice, ice cream, cream we were like oh okay this is fine yeah <laughs> then it was fine yeah then it was fine yeah um organization of the festival left something to be desired just like everyone it, everyone was clearly sticking around for MCR. Uh-huh. 60,000 people. Right. What if what if the pit was 60,000 people? What Scientists if the pit, have been wondering. What if the pit... Yeah, what if the pit was 60,000 people and all of them only care about themselves? Yeah. And they're shoving. And everyone is pushing. And them. everyone's pushing. So we were not at the barricade. I know there are a lot of people that we follow on Tumblr who were at the barricade. And, and got, all had to get pulled out. All had yeah. to get pull out, pulled out. I'm sorry to those people. Yeah. Um, that really sucks. We were like mid mid range, like 50, 50 feet, back, feet yeah. back, um, and were crushed. Gerard had to once MCR finally did come on. Gerard was like asking after every song for people to step back, and that yeah. was it. Really, like broke up the flow of the show, or like it just was like we got to check in on this again and again and again. Yeah, and I could you know you could tell. Which they sucks. Were, yeah. It sucks. I mean, it sucks that they were forced to have to do crowd control in that way. Right. Just like really intense. There was crowd no control. other crowd control controller security. Yeah, yeah, and like I mean, whatever security was doing their best. What really should have happened? Here's the thing. I have thought about this a lot after this show because it's not just a riot fest issue. I think generally it's a festival issue mm-hmm. because like mcr's shows are not like that the yeah. shows that we went to where it's just them like that. yeah they don't have pushing like that mm-hmm. um usually i think it's a combination of things right i think it's like a overselling tickets mm-hmm. because you know that they knew that they were going to sell a lot of fucking tickets for the show yep. and i'm sure i'm sure that they sold more than they usually have yep. there was no other band playing at the same time so every single person at the festival was staying to see mcr so every single person who bought a ticket for that day was going to be seeing mcr and there was not a second barricade it's because it's all standing like there needs to be a second barricade there needs to be some kind of space where like 
it's capped at a certain amount near the stage and then there's another barricade because yeah. otherwise like people are gonna get absolutely crushed yeah. and like that and is they did. that's what happened. what happened yeah someone broke their leg in the pit yeah which shouldn't happen. No, that, how the fuck does that happen? <laughs> how the fuck does that happen? Yeah. Especially when we were all pushed so close together. I'm like, literally, how the how fuck did, did you that fall happen? down? It's scary. So, yeah, I mean, just not good. And there was a ton of fucking people who did not care what they had to do to get closer. Oh, my God. Like People who just, like, pushed on like, through. Like, barreled yeah. through the crowd. I don't know what the fuck that is because I haven't seen that a lot. Or, like, before COVID, but, like, post-COVID, I don't know whether it's young kids... Who, who just like fact. who don't have like crowd etiquette yeah. have not experienced any kind of like pit mm-hmm. like etiquette at all like yeah. just like don't know anything about it like I think that's part of it mm-hmm. and I also think it's just like super self like self interested behavior yeah. like you know where they're like I have to get as close to this band as possible I've been waiting two years for this. Mm-hmm. And I need to get as close to it as possible. So I'm going to shove people out of the way. Yeah. Which was like really dangerous. And so Gerard had to stop after every single song. And then their fucking production manager have to come on, had to come on stage. And babysit and, us. And babysit us. Yeah. And, and literally said, I need you all to take a step back and say to your neighbor that you're sorry. Like, yeah. that's embarrassing. Riot Fest, not yeah. ideal. They always put on a great show. Yeah. I think just because of the size of the crowd and the way that there's like a lot of like maybe just like casual fans in the crowd because of that weird crowd yeah because of that like festivals are always a bit weird Mm -hmm. and so for people who only went to festivals i'm like i hope that you guys can see them in other ways too yeah but i'm glad you got to see them anyway Mm -hmm. because they always put on a good show so absolutely and gerard was dressed like jackie o so that was pretty cool yeah yep that was the only dress we saw and heels and heels and a coat that they took off dramatically okay i was thinking about how my concert experiences in the past i had never been to an arena show i've never seen a show of that size i've been to festivals before and had a very similar experience to and like crowds of 20 to 50 people in an austin bar right like those are my show experiences right so like being at a barricade in arena I did not have any preconceptions about it. I didn't know if I was going to like it or not. But man, that is the experience. Yeah. That is fucking worth. Well, right. That's the thing is it's like I also had, I had never done that as well. Like I'd never queued for anything in that way. Mm -hmm. I'd never, whatever. And it's like really special to be in this like absolute sea of people Mm -hmm. and be right there. Right there. Be right there. To be one of the ones that they look at. Be right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's really special. Yeah. I know people have a lot of feelings about people who camp for shows or whatever. Mm -hmm. And some of that I think is... Some of that I think is warranted and some yeah. of that I think is um, unfounded. And I think, you know, there's always like, I've, I have seen like criticism recently of like everyone who cues is rich and blah, 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 blah. And like everyone who I met um, either quit their jobs or had been saving for the entire uh-huh. time before yeah. this. No, or it was like trying to have a luxury experience right. by sleeping on well, the sidewalk. The, no, that's the like, thing is it's like so many of the people, it's like people don't like, will just like sometimes people will buy like um, Airbnbs just to be able to go back to and take showers, yeah. whatever. Which is what we which did. Which is what we I did. Mean, we, yeah. um, but sometimes you don't. And yeah. there are people who are literally just sleeping on concrete. Mm-hmm. So like what exactly about that is like sexy. Yeah, no, it's not. Guys. I did not get the impression that anybody was rich. And like, we got a second show, right? Because we like were hearing other people buying tickets around us because the price dropped. Yeah, right. That was only possible because it was less expensive. Okay, yeah, wait. Um, yeah, after Chicago, we we left yeah. Chicago and drove From all Chicago. the way across the country, and we drove to Jersey. We drove to New Jersey, and we were not planning on camping on no. the sidewalk. It, there's already a big line. Yeah, we were like, gonna, we were like 42, 43. Yeah, I there think. was already like forty people in que- in the queue. So we mm-hmm. were like, let's just fucking go get in the queue. Like, like we want to be barricaded mm-hmm. for Jersey. So we camped. So we camped. You had a tent in your car. Probably. I did. Yeah, I had a sleeping bag. Or another another queuing tip. Bring a sleeping bag. Bring a fucking just sleeping bag. On. Bring a pillow. Bring a sleeping mm-hmm. bag. Like yeah. you'll be so sit much happier. Yep. Yeah. So for people who are on Twitter, you may have heard of this. Um, the Jersey queue. Um, somebody approached the Jersey queue asking somebody for a cigarette i don't know the context of this entirely and i don't want to you know whatever and they started getting harassed for it and got spat on um and then this guy tried to like climb over the like barricade barricade that was like separating the queue like from the sidewalk and a dude came out of fucking nowhere like biked up out of nowhere in a trench coat and tased him jersey batman Jersey Batman. Jersey Batman. Jersey Batman. Which was really, we should have known. We should have known what was in store for us. Oh my God. So much was in store for us. That whole, that queuing experience 
was also good. Like we made good, good friends. We knew people around us. The line leaders were very organized. It was good. That was that was great. The bathroom situation was a little dire. But it was dire. Figured it out. It was God. dire. Shout out to that construction porta potty and um, killed some lantern flies. Oh my God, the lantern flies were horrific they in were Jersey. Really bad. Yeah, in Jersey. enemy number one. Yeah, we um, got barricade. And we got barricade for mm-hmm. Jersey night one. This was. The most insane show experience of my life. Thursday. So first of all, yeah. So first of all, So first of all, Thursday has, so we've seen Thursday multiple times at this Mm -hmm. point. We've seen Thursday, like what, like four, three or four times at this point? Yeah. Opening. Mm -hmm. Um, And every time before Jet Black New Year, um, Jeff starts talking about how he helped produce the Bullets album and Mm -hmm. how um, his friend Gerard, his friend Gerard is on this track Mm -hmm. and he does great um, black metal screams. And instead of doing that, Jeff comes on stage during, or, you know, he's already on stage. Right. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff <laughs> says... Jeff stays on stage. Jeff st- <laughs> Into the mic. He says, this next song, we're going to have a guest. We're going to have a guest. And then out comes Gerard Way <laughs> to scream on Jeff Black New Year. <laughs> I left my body. It was crazy. I left my it was body. so crazy. Yeah, it was absolutely insane. Oh, my God. Huge night for fans so. of Thursday and MCR. And they sounded so... They sounded incredible. Too. Yeah. They sounded so good. Yeah. Because that was the first crazy thing. That, that was the first crazy thing that happened. And we were like, oh my God, Gerard's just in his like, his uniform, his, his dad uniform. His little outfit. Yeah. Yeah. We were like, okay, we've got just like a camo jacket Gerard right. tonight. Excellent. That's yeah. fine. No. Comes on back on stage. <laughs> Quick change. Quick change. <laughs> I gotta put on my thigh high boots. I got a moment. <laughs> I gotta put on my spandex. Can you just give me a sec? Thanks. Yeah. But put bad. on your spandex. They bad don't. outfit. Um, bad outfit. And they're a little bat. That was crazy thing number two. Crazy thing number three. I never told you what I did for a living. I never told you what I do for a living. Uh, That was the first time. Did they play? How? Okay. That was the first time they played it. Yeah, that was the first time they played Mm -hmm. it. And so early in the set list too. So early in the set list. Literally fourth. Literally. It was shot to the head. Shot to the head. Shot shot to the head. Well, okay. Because it opens. Okay. Foundations. Not okay. Give them hell. I never told you what to do for a living. Jesus Cemetery Drive. This this set list was set list like vampires everything. in the fucking middle. Oh, before that was Venom. Scary. That was scary. Vampires in the middle before Venom. I was like, oh no, we are in danger. danger. Like no, yeah. This set list was basically yeah. like, I hope you guys are ready to fucking plow yourself into the ground because we're not stopping, mm-hmm. bitch. Mm-hmm. We're not stopping. We're not, we are stopping, not bitch. stopping. <laughs> God. So that was crazy thing number three. Crazy thing number four, best day ever, Jeff Rickley comes on stage. (laughs) So cool. Like, so cool that that was their last show and Mm -hmm. so cool that um, they brought Thursday on tour with them. Mm -hmm. Just like, Thursday is an amazing band and literally, without Thursday, we would not have my come up on So, And then... We all know what we're leading up to here. They end with... With Black Parade and Helena. So Back to back. So we were like, okay. Just like... We were like, okay, kids, kids from yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then what? <laughs> and we didn't have to wait long for that answer because My Chemical Romance returned to the stage. Let's set the scene. <laughs> I might cry just talking about this. Oh, yeah. They returned to the stage. There's silence and some kind of ambient chords. And I was like, okay, like maybe Desert Song? Maybe Desert Song maybe again? Desert Song. And out of fucking nowhere. Out of fucking nowhere. We hear, and the people around us lose their fucking minds. Us included. Like, like I was shocked. Like, like, shocked. Like, everybody in the crowd was like, oh my God. Oh, like, yeah. if you watch videos, it's people just screaming like, oh, oh my, my fucking God. God. Yeah. Oh my fucking yeah. God. Like, it was legitimately unbelievable. It was like, legitimately. I, I was like, I am here. They're doing it, but yeah. I can't make that real in yeah. my brain. Yeah. Like, it felt so I also, impossible. like, I did not expect it at all. Yeah. I had no, like, at all. Yeah. And I know that, like, there had been something, there had been rumors about them mm-hmm. sound checking it earlier in the mm-hmm. day. Or whatever. I, I hadn't seen those rumors no, at that time. I hadn't either. So I had no idea yeah. that this was even a possibility. It was amazing to have so many moments in this show where, like, just impossible thing after impossible yes! thing kept happening. This like, show specifically. I was like, there's no way they're going to bring Gerard on stage early. There's <laughs> no way that they're going to play. There's no way Jeff's going to come up. Like, it was just all of these little things that were, like, unthinkable. We're like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if they yeah. played Demo Lovers? Yeah. But they actually did it. Yeah. They actually did it. And like just the end, the yeah. I mean this forever. So that was like the peak of the tour. New Jersey night one was like, I feel the most special night of the entire tour. Yeah. Truly just like all of the things that they, like all the communal things that they did, all of the like 
things that were so rooted in the place that they were, you know, mm-hmm. like they're from here. They're like pulling out all the fucking stops. Yeah. Like that show was just like peak My Chemical Romance to me. And then we probably got back in line and slept on the pavement again. <laughs> yeah, no, we left, we left, we booked it out of the venue and yeah. marched right to the back of the line and we got our numbers and yep. then we set up our tent. Um, the craziest thing that happened was the merch man. Who, oh, yeah. They opened up early merch and they had the mystery shirts set up. <laughs> and so some guy came and bought all of the Gerard mystery shirts and the merch team said, okay and gave him which all which is of so shirts. weird yeah know? and then everyone of course was like Hold what on. the fuck are you doing that's what we're in line for yeah right um so there was like okay apparently the merch team wasn't supposed to have those ones out and the then this guy basically got like ushered through like back through the venue because people were trying to like stop him from leaving the venue reappropriate the shirts <laughs> um stop him from leaving the yeah. venue no there was like vigilante justice happening was, around the like people were like circling the venue a mob form yeah there was a mob moving around the prudential <laughs> center looking for yeah. this guy i hope that motherfucker got his shit stolen and yeah. never had to give it back or something because that was not a cool move on his part no it wasn't i thought it was but funny, also though. i don't know if vigilante justice <laughs> I think it was, was a little best mobilized it was a in that little, situation. It was a little ridiculous. It was a little silly. It was a lot chiller getting into the venue. We were not barricade, but no, we, we were, were. Yeah, we were. Yeah, a hot second. We row. were a hot second row, and that was fine. It was. Um, here's another thing: when you're second row, um, you realize how some people who are at the barricade are really just interested in watching the show through their phone. Yeah. I have some critiques about that. Yeah. Put your fucking phone down. <laughs> Take a couple of videos, but like. Make them five-second videos, my friends. Yeah, like, my, enjoy my, it. My critique is, please don't be Snapchatting in the middle of the no, show. Don't, yeah. If please you don't to look stop. down at your phone to send a Snapchat, yeah. you're doing it wrong. Take a video. Take a video. to Instagram later. Literally, like, that's, like, if you're posting during the show, please, When Gerard is right in front of you. Yeah, please don't. What the fuck are they you doing? They can see you. Yeah. Like, you're, like, a representative of the entire crowd, mm-hmm. basically. Like, if yeah. you and like, this is not a, you know, to be American. Right, like, right. This is not, like, hating on people who take, like, some occasional videos. Yeah, whatever. That's, that's fine. fine. I did take that. Take a video like, of your favorite song. Yeah. That's fine. Like, whatever. But if you're doing it the whole show. Please, yeah. It's just. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Also, the other thing about second row is you're basically barricade. And, like, I want everybody to know this. You're basically barricade. There is, like, a lot of, like, weird clout stuff about, like, being on barricade. Like, touching the barricade. Mm-hmm. When you're a second row, you are essentially barricade. You're right there. They can you are, see you. They, you. they can see you. They you are right you. there. They, they will, will make you. eye contact yep. with you. Like, they will. Yeah. Like, they do and they will. Anywhere you are is great to yep. be seeing the show. Mm-hmm. And Jersey Night 2 was great. Yeah, it, it was. was simply. It could not. I was like, "How are they gonna do better than Jersey Night One?" And they didn't. And, and they, they couldn't. Didn't, but that's okay. Yeah. Um. They did check off all of the songs that I wanted to hear that I hadn't heard. Yet. That was crazy. Like all black, back to back. They yeah. did "Bury Me in Black," "Skylines," "Halos." Literally in line, Fuck. I was like, "What songs do you want to hear?" And, and I you said, said, "Bury Me in Black," "Skylines," and "Halos." And yeah. they played those songs in order. And they played those songs. Like, they just like yeah. all right there. We did. We did the math, and we saw of the fifty-four songs that they played. Yep. Yeah. 44 of them. Correct. Maybe 45. But 45. And then, like, the rest of them had been in L.A. Had been in L.A. and Mastas. And Mastas. Which I'm angry about. Yeah. That's the only thing I'm actively... Yeah. The deep cuts I was not as, like, upset about not seeing. Um, But the fact that they learned that many songs for one tour is crazy. I mean, that was another thing is, like, people would be like, you're going to all these shows, isn't it the same every night? And it's like, dude, it's fucking totally different every night. It's terrifying. It's (laughs) terrifying. I'm on the edge of my seat constantly. I never know what they're going to play. Yeah. So we saw that Gerard wore a little Frank Sinatra drag. Mm -hmm. Um... And they covered My Way, mm-hmm. which was funny. Which was funny. Which was a funny choice. Yeah. Um, oh, and Frank came and sang with Homeless Gospel Choir. Homeless Gospel Choir. We haven't talked about Homeless Gospel Choir at all. Who are so excellent and so lovely. So wonderful. They, okay, they, during the Jersey Q, both days, they came and said hi to the line. And yeah. And out stickers. And yeah. And they were so sweet. Yeah. Like, just really, really nice people. And they and fucking super slap. talented. They like, slap. They're really awesome. fun show. Definitely check them out if you haven't heard them yet. And what else happened at that show? You lost your car keys. I lost <laughs> my chemical romance. My chemical romance lost Yeah, I lost keys. my fucking car keys in the pit. 
Because I had them on a carabiner, and then I have, like, the rest of the shit on my carabiner, and I didn't lose a single other thing off my carabiner, Just except for my fucking car keys, which is arguably the most important mm-hmm. one, because then I was stranded in Newark, New Jersey. Yeah. So after three days of sleeping on the concrete, uh-huh. um, we had to deal with that. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was awesome. It was really awesome. It was really fun. I it thought was... that was a really great way to, like, end Yeah, it was, like, the... a really great way to end the tour. End the tour. So awesome. Really yeah, so it was just, like, a little fraught after mm-hmm. that show also, yeah. which was a bummer. Ultimately yeah. resolvable. Ultimately so resolvable. I'm super glad we went to both Newark shows. Sure. I'm like both of those shows were awesome, and both of them back to back. It was really cool, just like seeing what they changed and stuff like that. But I mean, yeah, New Jersey night one, baby. I'm living in the shadow of that she casts every every day. I'm living in the shadow that yeah. she casts. Yeah. So anyway, I guess that's all we have to say about that. Yeah, that was that was our tour experience. Um, we talked for so we long. talked for way longer than we intended. Yeah, like when else in your life do you get to do something like this yeah i'm so fortunate that i had a job that let me just not work for a couple of weeks (laughs) so i could go and do this um just like my day-to-day is fucking going to work and hanging out with my dog it's the same thing all the time and just having that break it up it felt so massive and so real and just to be surrounded by that experience again and again and again like i was exhausted by the end oh my god fucking dead we got home and like basically slept for like a whole week yeah yeah but like i wouldn't trade it for anything and i would like to do it again right now i feel so thankful that i like the a that they didn't get the chance to tour in 2020 which i know is like you know obviously it sucks that they were not able to but like the build-up like made it so much more sweet and like i'm like curious as to like what was just like built up over time and stuff like whether droids costumes and stuff changed it like i'm i'm really curious about like Mm -hmm. the planning that went into it and like how it changed because of the additional time Mm -hmm. that they had for this obviously for unfortunate reasons but like but i'm like so thankful that we were able to do this like at this point in our lives like like so many of the people that we met are in the same situation as us like people Mm -hmm. in their mid-20s who are just working a, a job a job a job yeah. that they maybe don't love or maybe they do that's yeah. great if they do but a lot of a lot of us are like yeah i just work a job like getting to be around people who are all super fucking cool and like mm-hmm. really passionate and creative and like yeah. and getting to see your fucking favorite band every night yeah. was like absolutely crazy yeah i mean it's like Amazing. one of the best things i've ever done in my life if not the best thing i've ever done in my life yeah if anybody who's listening did not go to a show um but watched online it's been so awesome to see like all of the streaming and stuff like that and all of the like participation and like how it's been made like more accessible like i feel like all the shows have been made super accessible to Mm -hmm. people who aren't able to go to them which is awesome which is really 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 cool and like seeing that kind of fan interaction like i don't know getting out of a show and then being like i can't wait to see what people online are saying about this yeah (laughs) you know yeah like like, it's really cute Mm -hmm. and like it's been really awesome to see that community like extend mm-hmm. into like online spaces as well. But also, if you can get to a show and see them at some point and they tour again, it's, get to a show. Go see them. But I'm glad it's that everyone's special. able to see it any anyway. In any, you know, yeah, yeah. In any context, and it's to really see the cool. Shows that they can't go to personally or to be in a completely different part of the world where right. MCR isn't touring. Yeah, and to be able to see that. Yeah, I'm like really glad that people is, are able to do that. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. If if you're someone who we met while we were. Um, while we were out there, it was yeah. really good to meet you. And it was like we'll awesome. See you again. <laughs> Every single person I met, I like yeah. really, really enjoyed. So nice. Yeah. 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 All right. In so, conclusion, in conclusion, my chemical romance. MCR is the only American rock band. Yeah. There's no other ones. The only band in North America. The only one. Yeah. And Thursday. <laughs> yeah, Thursday is allowed. Thursday's allowed. <laughs> Gerard wore a lot of dresses. Lots of dresses! Our last episode was about the cheerleader outfit as if it was the only time that that was going to happen. Yeah. Jesus Christ. We we didn't know. know We didn't know. Cute little nurse look. Yeah. The firefly outfit. Oh, is that the slutty one? The skirt with the scarf. Sorry, the slutty one? Yeah. You sent me that podcast that Frank did. Oh, I listened to like the first 15 minutes. I haven't listened to it yet, but I've seen people tweeting about it and stuff Mm -hmm. and like how... Frank was talking about how it's been really amazing to see Gerard be himself on stage. Yep. It's, it is amazing. It mm-hmm. is so amazing to see a gender nonconforming person be... So loved. Ex- well, extremely outwardly gender nonconforming in blatant ways at festivals and shit mm-hmm. and be 
loved and applauded and appreciated in the way that Gerard has been. It's been really amazing. And it's also been really funny seeing people try to write about it, like dude music journalists. Oh my god. (laughs) Just like the journalist who like he's been there for the longest, so they sent him to the MCR show and he's like (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or like they just don't write about the outfits. They just don't mention him. I know. This one journalist who literally referred to Gerard as having like histrionics, like which oh is, yeah, which is like that's right a word that is almost exclusively used to For, describe like, hysteria <laughs> to describe feminine hysteria, which I think is like it is getting at something, right? Mm-hmm. Like you are you're not wrong, you're not wrong, but, but like I don't just think you say used it intentionally. yeah, just be like, hey, Gerard's on a skirt. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like we can just talk about the fact that Gerard is a gender nonconforming person. Yeah, we can just talk about we that. Can talk about that. We don't need to be like Gerard's a dude, but um, we're not going to mention anything, and also. They're yeah. hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Just say no. you like their thighs. Right. Like, that's... <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I think that's... Yeah. That's what we have to say. You know, I think about, like, how nobody really knew what to expect from this tour before the tour started. And especially, mm-hmm. like, even after the UK shows, like, we were like, holy shit, that was fucking insane. And then it just got even more and more bad shit insane it in did. the US. Yeah. Um, but just, like, thinking about how much this is not a nostalgia project mm-hmm. and like how a lot of people were like you know a lot of reunion tours are that mm-hmm. like reunion tours usually for most bands are just like them like banking off of their like lazily banking off of their greatest hits they came and did all of their fucking deep cut like the deepest cuts they could possibly, they could possibly pull. do they said what's the weirdest thing we can play yeah and they it's played not, fucking sister to sleep it's not for casual fans yeah like, they're yeah. playing this for the fucking hardcore fans. Mm-hmm. They're doing this for themselves yeah. and for the hardcore fans. Yeah. And, like, because of that and because they released, like, Foundations before the tour and stuff, it is not a fucking nostalgia project. Like, it was so much of an active, constant presence that it was just, like, not. They're not banking on any kind of old thing. And, in fact, mm-hmm. they, like, spit in the face of that shit. Yeah. They're trying to is... put on a fucking good show now. Yeah. I guess the thing that we love so much about this band is how alive it feels. Yeah. And how meaningful and powerful and transcendent it is. And to watch them fall back in love with doing that. Yeah, it's amazing. Is amazing. It's amazing. And to just recommit to, like, what it is actually supposed to be about instead of what it kind of, I think, became at the end with all the commercialization. To watch them do it for themselves and to love everything about that. Yeah. Thank you for joining us again. Thanks for coming back. Uh, we rambled for a while. We rambled so for thanks a while. for listening to us. Yeah. For a while. Thank you for listening to us talk about this. This is really important to us. And we hope that you had a great experience too, whether you were there or whether you were following along online. Yeah. Um, we, were, we all went through this together. We're going to be back with other episodes. We got plans. We have written and researched plans. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned. Yeah. We're going to. Do some more in-depth theory. We gotta deep read stuff. about Durkheim a little oh, bit. Oh God, um, I can do a Durkheim a section that if I you hate want. to hear. You want? Uh, no, um, it's okay. I we will do it. We'll yeah, do we're gonna. Durkheim, so we're gonna get some whatever. Durkheim for you guys. Yeah, Emil Durkheim, here he comes. Durkheim stands, rise up. <laughs> Durkheim nation. Durkheim nation, it's time. So we're gonna we're gonna do some more episodes soon, and it'll be fun. Okay, where can you find us? Oh fuck, I forget. Um, every every time we do this, you every forget. time we do this, I forget. <laughs> you can find us at Honey This Podcast on Tumblr. Correct. Um, you can find us at Honey This Podcast on Instagram. Yeah. You can email us. Can you email us? Honey This Podcast. Yeah. At gmail.com. And you can find me on Tumblr at Boy Dash Zone. And you can find me on Tumblr at Taste of Chaos two thousand and five. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Goodbye. Bye.